Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. I'm Matt. So I'm recording this right before Father's Day, actually, the Friday before Father's Day. So whoever's listening to this, if you're a father, just want to say happy Father's Day. And if you're a single mother in the, doing the duties of you know mother and father raising, hats off to you. Being a parent isn't easy, so I can only imagine if my wife wasn't here having to raise two kids. So if you're a single parent on your own doing it, you know, hats off to you. But I'm taking this time to pretty much reflect on Father's Day in itself because for many years it was sad to me. And the reason why it was sad because I really didn't have the father to celebrate with. I mean, I had a, the, I had the uncle, but like I said before, I had problems with them and I just never felt that way for him in any sense of the of the word. I mean, I appreciate him stepping into that those shoes to raise me, but it, it's just a little different. It's different because when you know when your dad's fully capable and you actually see him by once, maybe twice a month, and he's not, let's say, putting in that effort to want to be more active in your life, it's it's a little saddening. I mean, at that point, too, I doubt that... <laughs> I doubt that my grandma would ever give me up or let alone my other my other aunts, but still regardless, there still wasn't a fight, there still wasn't more of a question of how you're doing or anything like that. So when Father's Day came up, it was always sad. So whenever we had gatherings in my family, barbecued, you know, obviously for Father's Day, which I'm talking about, I always felt left out in the corner. My other cousins, they had their dad. Even though they had a, one of them had a stepdad, it's, regardless, he still had their dad. All these years adding up to right before my son Maximus came out, the very first year was a little shocking when, you know, Father's Day came up and it's you're supposed to celebrate it. And, well, I forgot. I'm a dad. <laughs> but that was really the first year to really kind of change the meaning of the actual day to like show appreciation and I mean yeah everybody gets together celebrates shows appreciation for their dads and whatnot honestly in my personal opinion I could care less about any of that I could care less about having a barbecue going to the family's house hanging out presents I really don't care about about anything about that what I do do is or what I have been for the past couple of years and Starting, you know, this these, these past couple of days, building up to it, it's just a big reflection on my part. Because all those things that I seen what a dad should be and what a dad shouldn't be, I'm kind of measuring myself up to it. So mentally, I'm trying to see if you know if I am, in my own eyes, being a good father to my son and daughter, Maximus and Mia, and. With that measure up, there comes a lot of reflection, a lot of questioning, a lot of back and forth, a lot of eternal struggle. 
Because as much as you want to give yourself a pat on the back, there's always a, I could do better, or what can I do better for them? If you're with the kid, well, speaking for myself and my kid, I'm, I'm with them practically every day now, and my wife says they love having me here because, well, I've been off of work for since March, and it's now June. So, I mean, they love having me. I love being with them. Yes, there's just rough days where they're a little extra. They get in their moods or they're overly sensitive and nothing but crying happens. But it's part of the job, right? You know what you got into. But just thinking about it, it, it was just, I'm so grateful to actually be a father. And I know, like, I've had my doubts. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm pretty sure my wife never had any doubts. I think I had more of the doubts of me actually being up, held up to that title. But I had doubts, I had fears, and I had different this disbeliefs of, you know, what was going to happen to me. This title is not just a title of a father. And, you know, you clock in and clock out at, at the end of your eight-hour shift. It's, it's a lifelong commitment. It's a lifelong teaching. And I was talking to my son today, putting him to sleep, actually a couple minutes ago. I was just letting him know like how grateful I am. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been a father. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been happy. And I know that sounds a little off to some people because you're like, well, you're married. You would think that you would be happy. And obviously that, but it's a different kind of happy that I'm talking about. It's a different internal happiness that I think I've lacked as far as I can remember. Like there's being happy on the outside so that nobody questions you or nobody questions what's wrong. And there's the real happiness that you just exuberate whenever you can with other people. And you just get off this, this positive energy. And if it wasn't for my son, Maximus, I wouldn't have had it. I don't, I maybe. If I had a kid later on in the future, but he was that real starting point. And obviously, when I had my daughter, Mia, that just doubled. So I'm not saying, you know, it's only Maximus, not, not Mia. No, but it, I'm talking about the actual, you know, point, the actual start point. And as soon as he came out, it was, I just seen things in a different light. For the, for the good, of course. All this depression that I had over the years of feeling abandoned, it, it just all kind of went away, and I kind of stepped up into this new role of, well, being the dad. It's something that I'm going to have to be until the day I die. And by saying that, I mean, if you ask that to yourself, if I'm ready to be a father to the day I die, that's a long, long, long commitment. But when you have your kids, you really don't think about that. It's all about them. It's all about giving them the love and showing them gratitude and what you could do for them. But the fact that my son was born, he done he did more for me than what I could ever ask for from anybody in this earth. Whatever amount of money there is, whatever amount of possessions there are, none of that matches up compared to the love that he showed me. Just by breathing, just by smiling, being alive, 
that kid had given me more more life for myself, more happiness for myself than anything I could ever dream or hope of. And with this with this reflection that I've been having, or that I have every year, there's a lot of it's a lot of gratefulness and being thankful. Just being thankful that I'm in the position right now that I could financially support my kid, emotionally support my kid. You know, obviously, too, with my daughter and my wife, that I'm in this position where I'm in the family. They're my family. I'm theirs. Like I said, until the day day I die, these kids rule me. (laughs) I mean, and that's the truth, though. Like, no matter what happens, these kids are going to have a say in whatever, whatever comes to. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm going to try to give my daughter and my son whatever they want, whatever they can. Obviously, we're teaching them, you know, good morals, good values, being respectful, all that in between. But I just want them to live their life and to be happy. I want to be able to make an impact on their lives so that when the day that I die, they still have teachings of me. They still have these memories of me that they could keep with them. And as much as my physical body may not be here my spirit could be with them and grow with them and you know eventually pass down to their kids or you know whatever happens in their lives after you know i pass and i mean it's being a father right now is the greatest job in the world i mean fortunately 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 unfortunately I'm home because of the COVID pandemic and my job's kind of laying off people like laying, laying off. So I'm able to be home and, you know, really spend time with them. Before all this happened, I'd always tell my wife, like, I don't want to work no more. I just want to be with the kids and that's it. And by some strange twisted miracle, I I got my wish in a way. I mean, if it was under other, other circumstances, I would have loved it. But being because you know everything that's happening around the world, it's it's a bittersweet thing. I mean, I I love it. I can, I'm not gonna lie and say like I feel guilty. I feel a little guilty being at home when my wife you know is working and the circumstances of being laid off from my job. But I'm here. The kids are happy. My wife gets to come home happy, hopefully. But I'm sure <laughs> she. But you know. I, I take this holiday, Father's Day, as a reflection time. And it sounds a little off of me to say that because I guess the typical normal thing is to be happy and to celebrate and want to go out with their, you know, family members, aunts, uncles, in-laws, whatever. But it's just a big reflection. I don't know, it's pretty odd because my birthdays and Father's Day and, I don't know, Thanksgiving... They're like reflections time in my life throughout the year that I really sit down and I'm grounded and I think about my life, where it's been or where it came from, the build up to where I am right now and what I want to do in the future. And just Father's Day this year, I, I, it's really striking me because my kids are a little bit older. I mean, they're not that old. One's a year and a half, the other one's almost four, and so they're not that old, but just this kind of little pandemic time that we've been in. I'm sitting there thinking, like, what could I do for them? 
how can I make myself a better person? And then, you know what? I've, I can't overthink that, that part. Why? Because you just got to wake up day by day and take it as it comes and just try to be positive and try to be happy. Don't overstimulate the kids where they freak out or don't get too upset at the kids because they're kids. Like they're going to make mistakes. They're going to yell. They're going to scream. They're going to cry. They're going to get on your nerves. They're going to stop you from drinking your coffee, eating your breakfast, brushing your teeth, whatever. They'll, they'll get into any little thing, but you can't, you can't fault them on that. They don't know any better. They just want to, they just want to be with you. And that's one of the things that I'm kind of looking at too of myself because some of the things that you want to do privately, like use a restroom or brush your teeth or even drink whatever drink you're drinking, they're going to get in the way. And at first I was taking it as, you know, I need my space and they're getting on my nerves or whatever. But in the end, they just, they love you so much. They just want to be with you and to, you know, take part in whatever you're doing. They don't know any better. They want to brush your teeth. That's a good thing. You want to brush your teeth? Let's brush your teeth. You want to see what I'm drinking? Try different things. I'm obviously not going to give them coffee, but, you know, other drinks, apple juice, whatever. I'm just happy. Happy to have them in my life. Happy to be able to call myself a dad and... It wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for them or my wife. I mean, because she baked the kid in their stomach. These kids were fortunate enough to be born healthy. Nothing wrong with them. And along thinking with Father's Day, I'm thinking about the examples I've seen as a dad, whether they're on TV, whether they're with my aunts, his husbands, or my uncles, or even my own father. And different friends I seen growing up with their dads and the idea of a father was kind of mixed and screwed growing up because I would I was home a lot I wasn't really allowed to go out so I was forced to watch not forced but I watched a lot of tv and with that you get to see a lot of tv dads obviously the dads are going to be spruced up they're going to have these morals these set agendas to make them look good and <laughs> you're kind of get idolizing that you're kind of thinking well that's what a dad should be and then you get out to the real world and you see like somebody like my father who was a big mama's boy didn't leave home until sadly the day she passed away um wow it's pathetic anyways um bad temper acted like a child acted really really immature well i just said it like a child but just to double impact on that always getting into fights always drinking never taking any initiative with a son and then i fast forward to some of my friends dads and they're teaching they're interacting with the kids letting them have their friends they're 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 letting them live their life while being the dad at the same time and then i get from my cousins, they had their stepdad and just seeing that role of a man coming into a family, taking on the responsibility of being a parent, which I call an artificial parent. It's, it sounds stupid, but as nerdy as I am, it just I like the way it sounds being an artificial dad because you're not the actual biological father, but you take on all the components, all the duties, all the responsibilities of actually being a dad. And it's something that 
you could give up to them. I mean, it's it's not easy being. I wouldn't know for sure being a father to somebody who's not yours, but just seeing dads who actually stick to it and love the stepkids, it's I'm a big admirer of that. I mean, it's good. Nobody should take that away. So seeing like these four different scenarios, you know, I come back to me like, well, how the hell am I going to do? Like I never had the good example and I have these kind of layouts in front of me. So I mean, do I pick and choose? Do I do a little bit of here, a little bit of that? And the question is just really scoping your own path doing what you think is right, doing what you want to do. And I think I've been on point doing that with some of the traditions, well, not traditions, but some of the, like the moral standards I've grown up with. I remember grandma always was stiff on having manners, being polite, you know, handshakes, hugs, please, no's, thank yous, all of that. So we're trying to instill that into the kids. So I'd rather take them to it. So this a point there. <laughs> no, but looking at all that, it's really about scoping my own path and just traveling into the unknown. I could take what I've seen, use it as a learning lesson, and try to get away from that. Good and bad, because I think when you're a dad, you really don't want to be an exact carbon copy of what you were given to. Some people, that'd be okay because fortunately for them, they've had the quote-unquote perfect dad in their eyes or, you know, they had a good relationship with their father and that's all fine. But, you know, coming from someone like me who may have came from a broken home or anything like that, you kind of feel like you could do better. No offense to whoever raised you or like me, no offense to my grandma or anything like that, but in some ways you feel like you you could do better. I mean, that's what we want for our kids, right? We want to give them the opportunity to have a better life that we didn't have or a life that we would want to have for ourselves growing up, but we couldn't, so we're going to make sure we do that for the kids. And it's not always about, like, buying cars, things. It's not really about materialistic items. Some some may be, some certain clothes, whatever, but I'm talking about more of the emotional, emotional aspects. Like, example, for me, I felt like, I wasn't nothing. I didn't feel loved. So in return with my kids, I'm making sure they feel loved. I'm making sure I'm there mentally present there for them every single time. My journey for so far being a father is really about doing what I want to do. Giving what I didn't have learning what I wanted to learn. And I mean, I have a real opportunity to be a better person for myself and for my kids and for my wife too. You know, I'm not excluding her, but you know what I mean, right? I'm just, you know, I'm talking about being a father. I mean, I'll get into the whole wife thing after once actually have her on the podcast where we talk and we have conversations, but you know, this is just me. This is just me talking about being a dad. And after everything I've seen, after everything I've done, this has just been the greatest job in the world that you could ever have in your life. Coming from the background I did right now, I think I'm doing, I'm having a great time being the dad to my kids. So 
I encourage anybody who's a father or thinking about being a father, I mean, really think about it and, you know, get everything crossed out, get everything done, what you want to do, and really be focused, really be present when you're when you're going to have a kid. I mean, because the worst thing you want to do is be part of another statistic or another line in a book. You know, like growing up Mexican, we had this stereotype of the Mexican dads never being there. The Mexican dads always working, never being home with the family. So you get stories of like the generation above me, so being like my aunts and uncles, you get stories of like the dad hardly being there. I mean, he was there providing with the family, but there's not really a a great connection. I mean, there's a small connection there, and you'd be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm grateful for what they've done, all they sacrificed, but it's hard to really pick out the little things that you would think that would stand out more. And it's always, you know, the dad's working and, you know, whatever you may have it. So, I mean, I don't want to follow that tradition. And then I don't want to follow the other tradition of the Mexican guys having multiple families. I think I've talked about this in another episode where <laughs> somewhat, <laughs> it's really messed up, but honestly it's happened. And it, I think it still happens. So, like, family in Mexico, the dad leaves, comes to America for a better opportunity, make more money. And as he's working over here, making the money, sending the money back to his family, starts another family over here, and vice versa. It's it's a pretty messed up scenario, but it happens all the time. And it's just something that you grow apart, you grow with, because I'm pretty sure... If you grew up in my area, you either probably knew somebody that was like that in their family, or sadly that was a, that was you. And if you look at other cultures too, you look at the black cultures where the father is really absent. Not all all of them, but if you look like at the the major history of like the past thirty forty years of America and what they've done to the black family from the drugs to the the mass incarceration and it's like everything's designed to break up the back black family like all the odds are always stacked up and some people may say that's an excuse or anything like that but that's racist shit um the facts are all there if you want go ahead and look them up from the three strike law to the war on drugs to the infiltration and defeats of the black panthers by the fbi it's all there so growing up in in these cultures, with these cultures, being being part of it, being being a person who idolizes being Mexican, being black, being part of you know different cultures. I'm not black or anything, but you know I had a strong admiration for the black culture, so I have a deep, deep appreciation for it and the history. When it comes to, we all have history. We all come from somewhere, and it's it's always good to look back and. Seeing the leaders, seeing the the ups, the downs, the builds up, what's happening right now. So, you know, but the dad has never really been a strong permanent figure. It's always been the side footnote to whatever bad's happening, whether it's child support, being an unfit dad, being absent, having multiple families, being in prison, whatever you may have it. And as funny as I'm talking about that, I had the opposite in my life where I had my mom in prison and my dad was, well, he was out deadbeat, whatever. 
But um, you know, it's it's scary when you look at all those facts, look at all those statistics, and you're leading up to being part of that subgroup. You know, being a young Mexican American father or being a young African American father, and it's scary. It's scary to look up at the numbers stacked up against you. And I know it's not like that for other people, whether you're Asian, you know, Native American, whatever, whatever, you, whatever, whoever you are, whatever you have, wherever you come from. And it's not always like that for every single, you know, culture, every single race or group. But just me being into these two, uh, these two backgrounds, it's kind of, I don't know, it was just really scary looking into the aspect of being a father. So I've always wanted to be there for my kids. I never wanted to be the dad that always works that my kids never seen or would see two, three hours and then, you know, it's bedtime, they go to school. I never wanted to be that. I always wanted to be here, present, being available at all times to talk to them, give advice, and everything in between. And I just hope whoever, whatever father's listening to this, they actually can appreciate themselves, appreciate their family, appreciate where they come from, whether it's good or bad. Like I said, I've come from bad, but in recent years, I learned to appreciate where I've come from, good and bad, meaning a lot of bad, but, but I, I, appreciation. I hope whoever's listening to this in a father or you know, single mother, whatever, I hope you guys could actually appreciate everything that led up to you being in this moment. In this moment, being a father, single mother, a mother, family, dual, however you want to do it. Then, you know, I really don't know how to end this other than, I mean, I'm not going to say Happy Father's Day. It's so uh, kind of cringy to me, but... Any dads out there, just never underestimate yourself. Always try to keep cool, be understanding, trust your partner, and in the end, trust yourself. I have many friends who are, are dads, and so far I don't have anything negative to say about them. I'm actually happy and proud to see them grow up and had to see them step into these shoes of being a dad. It's, they're big shoes to fill, be filled. And every father that I know, friends-wise, I'm really proud of them, really proud of you guys. And I hope if you guys do listen to this, take a step back, look at everything, and just realize you are a dad. You're not going to be part of a statistic. You're not going to be part of any footnote in anybody's tragic story. You're going to be one of the main characters in your kid's life. And it's always going to get... You don't want to get good from here. So just remember, you know, appreciate, love, support, and everything in between for you, yourself, your kids, your wife, partner, girlfriend, whoever. Just be safe and talk to you guys later.